Ladies and gentlemen, what we aim to do in our midday hour here is entertain and educate you about music and causes that will enrich your life. Today you will meet guitarist extraordinaire Scott White. You will also meet Juanita James, the president and CEO of Fairfield County's Community Foundation, and Heather Latora, president and CEO of Marrakesh, both who work very hard to help children, people with developmental disabilities, new entrants to our community, the elderly, and families in the area live their best lives. More on them later. I'm Rob Freed, and welcome to Band Central Radio, where we broadcast the fourth Monday of every month, right here on WPKN 89.5 FM, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And on your audio device of choice, anytime you want to listen via WPKN podcasts. This is a show where we reach into the nonprofit community. Executive directors get to come on, talk about their mission. Local musicians come on, talk about the music and the local scene. We call it philanthropy. It's the practice of having fun while increasing the well-being of nonprofits and the people they serve. As mentioned, we got a great show over the next hour introducing you to Winita, Heather, and Scott. And we also have WPKN General Manager Steve DiCostanza in the studio. Hey, Steve. Well, I'm going to see which uh, microphone. Are we on this one or this one? Um, okay. You're on think, both. Okay, yeah, good, yeah, that good. one there. Yeah. Happy, to, happy, happy to be here. Yeah, and, hey. and so happy to have uh, Juanita here in the, uh, the new studios of WPKN. And it's really uh, it's it's a thrill to have you here. You 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 don't know how important your organization, the Fairfield County Community Foundation, was to really help jumpstart uh, our capital campaign. And so well, for that, we're really grateful. Steve, take take a minute. Tell us what are you really most psyched about regarding WPKN right now? Well, I mean, right now I'm still we're we have a little bit of the glow from this past weekend. On Saturday, we had our WPKN summer gala. And it was, uh, we don't usually have galas, but uh, we thought we would certainly try to create one on Saturday because uh, it was the world premiere of a documentary film that took almost three years in the making that uh, Cobb Carlson did. And the documentary film was about uh, community radio WPKN. And uh, the the title of the film is called uh, The Greatest radio station in the world. Now, that sounds like a bit of hyperbole, but uh, for those of you that haven't heard, last summer, The New Yorker did an article on WPKN, so that was their headline that they used. So we felt like uh, um, we would certainly change the working title to uh, the greatest radio station and, and in the And for people world. who haven't seen that yet, how can they see that lovely documentary? Well, you know, I'm thrilled that it's uh, going to also be uh, in the Bridgeport Film Festival, which is the second annual. Uh, it was just put together last year, but uh, that's going to be on the 23rd of uh, July at the Klein Auditorium. It's uh, the featured film on that Saturday. So I'm, I'm pretty thrilled that uh, besides, you know, those who had a chance to see it at the Bijou on Saturday, it's going to have a much, much more, uh, you know, open release at the uh, Bridgeport Film Festival. And it's been submitted to the Hamptons uh, Film Festival, Woodstock Film Festival. Right, Hopefully, well, maybe streaming one day. Who well, knows? Put, put, <laughs> so. put, that, put that in your mind. July 23rd at the Klein. And, uh, you know, it'll probably be available to watch at home at some point in the not-too-distant future for, uh, for those of us that are still homebodies uh, not getting out too much. That's right. Well, we hope. We hope. Hey, before we move on, you know, each month, the first segment of the radio show, I share something about our community that I care about. Um, last month, I talked about hope. And, you know, with hope, we can bring about a future with positivity and light and see great transformations in our culture. Today, I want to talk about acceptance. How can we balance hope for the future with acceptance of the present? You know, during my career trading the financial markets, I had to learn about accepting reality. When we put on a trade, someone takes the other side, and one of us will be wrong and lose money. I learned from my many mistakes to live with the truth, and what I don't know will always be bigger than what I think I know. 
From my, you know, many mistakes, I learned that dealing with reality takes humility. And I've come to learn that our present conditions, what some people would call our problems, are, are the consequences of these past decisions and actions that we've all taken. You know, yes, there is karma in that sense. Um, it takes time to work ourselves into these conditions, and it takes time to work our way out of these conditions. You know, healing the past takes time and patience. So our aim at Band Central is to help people enjoy the passage of time through music and philanthropy you know, as I said a moment ago, a combination we call funlanthropy, which, which is where the desire to improve the welfare of others and help address problems is combined with a commitment to joy, music, fun, and enjoying the ride. You know, it's like James Taylor, you know, says the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. Joining me for this topical discussion is Juanita James. Juanita is the president and CEO of Fairfield County's Community Foundation. Formerly, she was Pitney Bowes' chief marketing and communications officer. She earned a master's degree in business policy from Company University, Columbia University, and a bachelor's degree from Princeton. She also holds honorary doctorate of law degrees from Mitchell College and Fairfield University and an honorary associate's degree in humane letters from Housatonic Community College. She recently announced her retirement from FCCF on October 1st. So we are glad to have her here to share reflections on her time in local philanthropy. Juanita, welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I'm so glad to be part of this. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to start right off with where I was. You know, I know you pretty well. Both of us are optimists. We tend to look at the bright side of life. Yet at some level, the first step to dealing with problems that we see around us, including maybe even people we love dealing with trauma or mental health issues, is acceptance, dealing with reality. Can you talk with us about your advice for how you balance your optimistic outlook with acceptance? Well, I love talking about optimism because I think it is the root of how we approach life, how we get joy out of life, and how we make the best of bad situations. And I learned that from my mother. Hmm. It was reinforced by my many experiences. I was one of those that was the first. I was the only uh, child of color in my elementary school. I broke glass ceilings. And part of that is the willingness to fight the good fight, but also to accept the fact that there are going to be many obstacles in the way. And some people will support you, and some people will try to hold you back. And from my mother, I learned to focus on the positive and to understand and be able to discern when someone's in your corner and when they're not. And also how to really understand people are human and everyone is flawed. I can't expect perfection. Mm. And when people make mistakes, a large part of that is about not only forgiveness, but understanding. Where did the miscommunication come from? Why is there so much resistance? Why do you just look at me and make an assumption about me and my intelligence and my capability based on the color of my skin? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because you have not been exposed to. You have seen things through the lens of either media or you haven't had the opportunity to interact with other people as human beings. So when I find that common connection, when I can get over the immediate, let's say, rejection, hurt, uh, negativity, and see past that and understand there is some common element here, that's a big part of my acceptance. But the biggest part of my acceptance actually is my faith. I have been deeply grounded in, um, from the time I was a child, in faith and in the power of faith to keep you strong, to heal you. And I still every night say that serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 
And that has helped me throughout my entire life as I've encountered different times of obstacles and things that I can control or can't. So I hear, I hear a lot of gratitude to your mother. Right. And that a lot of what you're talking about became anchored in you as a very young person. And for that, you're fortunate, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, And I'll I'll tell you, Steve, where it helped me most. I have a son who was born four months prematurely uh, and at a very high risk for everything. Um, Blindness, retardation, all of the specialists basically said, he's a miracle. It will be a miracle. He has a 10% chance of surviving. He might survive, but he'll probably be blind. He might survive, but he will never be able to function, you know, in a normal environment. Those were all the negatives. And when I say I've had such a support network of people who have helped me understand when I get that negative news, find out, learn more, research. Who works with these types of children? What organizations help um, you know, babies that have been born prematurely. How do I connect with them? And now that I'm, he's 32 years old now, living independently, working for John Hancock. He's a miracle child and a miracle adult. But what that has inspired me to do is really work with others that, that have some of the same challenges. He became the poster child in the NICU for other parents um, who had premature babies because they could see his progression and, and the nurses and doctors were all, like, using him as their poster child. But part of that acceptance was for me not to expect him to develop at the same rate or to follow the same patterns mm-hmm. that we read about yeah. in terms of, you know, the, you know, what to expect when you're expecting all of these childhood books. None of them applied. I had to throw them all out the window. And the fundamental understanding was knowing that he would progress at his own pace that I was not in control, but that my responsibility was to make sure that he was offered every opportunity to realize his potential and to give him every support, whether it was physical therapy or speech therapy, or to give him, to find out where the support systems were and provide that. And I've used that in every other aspect of I, my I, life. I'm, I, knowing you as I do and having watched you as a leader, it seems like just like the way you described what happened with your mother was a launch board for your outlook. What happened with your son became a launch board for, you know, how you approach helping others in philanthropy in and, a sense. And it has really, and I also learned everything happens for a reason. And at the moment and time that that, trauma is happening you don't know what the reason is but you but, but you pres- but you're showing in the pause and the wisdom to reflect so i want you to reflect for a minute i want to be the first person to ask you this question okay um you know you're you're in a sense you're about to you're ending a chapter as a very public person in philanthropy here in fairfield county and in connecticut if you were to give me your three-minute memoir And I'm thinking of the listeners, you know, we're right here in Bridgeport. People are driving down 95. They're on a lunch break. They're walking their dog. They're having some lunch at their computer. They're listening to Band Central Radio. Rob Freed here with Juanita James. What are the biggest learnings of your time in local philanthropy? If you were just to distill it down to a couple of minutes. Um, The first is it is absolutely incredible how much need there is in a place like Fairfield County, where we have so much, not only wealth, but education, we have so many um, resources, <clears throat> and yet we still have a, a segment of our population, and it's not a small segment, that are really struggling and beginning to understand both the physical, financial, mental struggles they have and what that means when you are trying to raise a family and you're just running up against obstacles. So that's the first thing. It is surprising to know how much need there is right here in our own backyard. But the second thing I learned is there is such a community of well-intended people who care, who pull together, who look for solutions. Um, 
And it is, I am so proud to be not only a citizen of Stamford and Fairfield County, but of the state of Connecticut, because there's an extraordinary community spirit of people who have the will and the wherewithal and the desire to do more, to do better, to to make this a better place and a community for all of us. So those are the two, you know, it's like that tightrope, that tension. We are a place of extremes, but that means we're a microcosm of America and the world. But here, we care enough about each other, and it's small enough, that we actually can do things and see the impact of our work. That's the beauty of it. There is something for everyone, whether you have 10 minutes or many hours, there is something that you can do to help, and you just have to find out what it is. Wow. Juanita James, president and CEO of Fairfield County's Community Foundation. I'm going to stop there. I want to take a short break. I want people to just have a chance to take a breath and and think about what you just said. We're going to um, pause and listen to a song called The Last Time. It's a song by The Mercury Seed, an original composition by our next guest, Scott White. We'll be right back. just heard The Last Time by The Mercury Seed, a collaboration between our guest Scott White and vocalist Volker Lemmer. 
they are releasing a new record shortly called A Boy in His Bucket. Love that track. Wow, Juanita, wasn't that cool? That was absolutely. (laughs) Well, we're going to speak with Scott momentarily, but first... Let me just tell you, it is so great to be here with all you WPKN listeners out of Bridgeport, Connecticut here. We're on WPKN 89.5 FM, and uh, you're listening to Band Central Radio. Let me give you a quick update on Band Central. So in this year, Band Central will perform 16 themed concerts um, to help local nonprofits. That's going to bring the total amount that we've raised to nonprofits over the past 17 years to over $5 million. We just finished the first leg of our tour. We did seven shows and we helped raise $600,000 for some very important local nonprofits. Our tour features some amazing musicians. And I want to read you the names because some of you may know if you're WPKN Fictionados, you might know some of these folks. Gabrielle Lakshmi, Audrey Martels, Joe Gray, Bobby Harden, Keith Fluitt, John Torres, Crispin Seal, Bill Carbone, Fuzz, Jean Marie Rivera, Scott Packham, Cyrus Madden, Tommy Weeks, Anthony David, Gene Santini, Eric Kalb, Pat Marfioti, Scott White, Barry Blumenfield, Tara Ingler, Pat Williams, Bobby Master, and Mike Marble. And, you know, every season we feature different shows. This year, the, the shows we've been featuring are our disco show, you know, Soul Train, um, Songs of the 1960s, Radio Hits, Cruise to Paradise, Beach Party, and Rock and Soul. And listen to this list of nonprofits that we've been um, helping this year. Operation Hope, the New Canaan Mounted Troop, Wolfgang and Company, Siri, Sterling House, Cardinal Sheehan Center, Marrakesh, Mission, Self, CLASP, Children's Learning Center, Center for Family Justice, Maritime Aquarium, Common Ground, Recovery, Community Network, and our very own WPKN. Um, We stand ready to help local nonprofits and musicians thrive. Uh, Here are some upcoming dates. So this coming Wednesday, the 29th, we'll be performing for Marrakesh, our radio hit show at Bear Smokehouse up in New Haven. And then on July 30th, it's a Saturday, we'll be performing at the Connecticut Challenge right at the bike ride uh, in the, in the town green in Greenfield Hill. That's to benefit Mission. On September 17th, at the Burning Tree Country Club, we'll be doing our disco soul train show to help self. On October 1st, we'll be at Steel Harbor to benefit the Klein Auditorium performing our radio hit show. On October 14th, We'll be doing our Cruise to Paradise show at FTC Stage 1 for CLASP. On the 16th of October, we will be at Mitchell's performing our radio hit show for Recovery Community Network. And then on the 27th of October, we will perform our radio hit show for the Center for Family Justice at Two Roads Brewery. In Stratford. So you can, invis- you can visit experiencebandcentral.com to sign up for our monthly newsletter update, get our tour dates, and follow us on Facebook at Experience Band Central. I also play bass and sing in some groups with upcoming dates. You can check that out at robfreedmusic.com. It is now with great pleasure I reintroduce Scott White. So Scott plays lead guitar and vocals in Hazard County Band. They're a six-piece modern country band, high-energy, you know, type of party band music based right here in Connecticut. Now, in the late 90s and early 2000s, Scott was a member of a popular local band called Derek and the Fun Bags. I always found that interesting. I love that name. And as mentioned, Scott is releasing an original music album as the Mercury Seed in in collaboration with vocalist Volker Lemmer, he has performed in a number of Band Central shows over the years. Most recently, we did a three-run show uh, performing our Songs of the 60s show. Let me also mention that Scott owns a business that deals in machinery for the advanced manufacturing sector and has a bachelor's degree in business administration from Western Connecticut State University. He enjoys traveling and fooding. 
<laughs> and I, I kind of thought that was cool that he took the noun food and turned it into a verb. I love it. And I love <laughs> the fun factor in your work. <laughs> now, Scott, let's get right into it. Right. Why, why did you choose guitar? Um, I just always um, had uh, a fascination with the sound of it. It was aggressive, expressive, and every time I heard a a rock guitar, uh, I instantly wanted to turn on the radio, turn up the radio, or or you know, it took, caught my attention right away. Yeah. So, Scott, what gets you most inspired musically? Well. You know, I think I think playing with other people, um, you know, especially having some variety like what we do with the band Central, um, putting a cast of different characters together and um, getting in tune with other players and, and how they approach music, um, because it becomes very much a singular communication. It's almost like you plug an Ethernet cable into the whole stage, right? And everybody sort of works off of the other. So while one musician may have a certain style, when you pair them with another musician that maybe has a different style from that, they both evolve to create something totally unique. And so you know it's it's interesting. It's one of the things we love to do in our shows is have artists play or sing a song outside their normal genre. So we, for example, we had Keith Fluitt from right. New York City, from Harlem, who no, normally sings soul and gospel and funk. Yeah. He sang the uh, Time of the Season by the right. Hollies, the right. British Invasion <laughs> song. And he, I had to send him a link to the song. He wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. in his world. But then listen to how he performs it once he sinks his teeth into it. Right. And you get a special treat. And yeah. I, I love doing that, you know, with you included. You know, I, sure. I felt like we've pushed you into some different sounds. You know, it's, Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a rock guitar player. Always have been since I was a little kid. Um, but, you know, this last show that we did, um, it had some rock in it. We did a Zeppelin song, so that, that's sort of right up my alley. But we also did a lot of Motown and a lot of soul, which, um, you know, I, I understand the instrument. I understand music theory, so I was able to, to work that out. But it, it's so uh, refreshing to play something different, uh, expand your palate a little bit. And that's one of the things that I enjoy about the uh, sort of troop concept of, of band central and um, something that, that I was used to from growing up because, you know, you always, you would just find, well, who else is a musician in my high school or in my grade school who wants to play and they might be into different things. And so you find a way to, you know, put your, your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about some of the projects you have coming up that our listeners should know about. And, you know, and then we'll get also to, you know, how people, how can people follow you, maybe get to know you a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, uh, my main band is Hazard County and we're hazardcountyct.com. Um, and we do, we're doing a lot of festivals this year. I think we're doing, uh, we're doing the Wilkett Fair. We're doing, um, I think the Plymouth Fair. Um, and then we do a lot of bar gigs. That's our, that's our main thing. Um, modern country sort of party atmosphere. Um, the Mercury Seed, um, we've, that band's been together since the late nineties. And, um, I joined up with them around 2006, 2007. They had come through my recording studio and I was helping them, you know, uh, work on their music and, and produce them a little bit. And, uh, the guitar player needed to move on to some other things. So I sort of just jumped in and, you know, never left. <laughs> so I do that. I do, um, other fill-in work, um, whether it be recording or uh, performing, um, and that's something that I really enjoy. It takes a lot of a lot of preparation, and it's under a lot of pressure, right? Um, but it it's something that that drives you to uh, to get better and um, just have a richer experience. So, um, but yeah, it's basically the Mercury Seed record is coming out shortly. I'm not sure the exact date, but uh, we're self releasing it, um, and um, so and that'll that'll be available when it's available on yes. App, Apple iTunes, and iTunes, Spotify, Spotify all all the streaming. In fact, most of the singles from the record we've been dropping singles on that. Those are all available uh, right now, and the record should be out. I'm I'm thinking another month or so. Excellent. 
And how can people learn about that? Is there a Mercury Seed location? Yeah, and in fact, um, I don't know the website. Okay. <laughs> so, but I believe it's the mercuryseed.com. And are um, you active on social media at all? I can am. So kinda... just, you can find me under Scott White um, on Facebook primarily. I do a little bit of Instagram, but I don't really know how to do it. So um, I'm not sure if I'm there. I think I am, but... <laughs> I love your creative soul. That's so much of what we need right now today. So Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I love thank it. You. Well, speaking of creative soul, you know, what Scott said something before that we musicians, part of our conversation is just to have a musical conversation. So we're going to take a song right now. Why don't you grab your guitar, oh, yeah. Scott? We're going to yeah. take a song that, that everybody knows and uh, just together enjoy a little musical chat. Over that song. Let me grab my little bass here. I should probably break out my cheat sheet because, you know, this is radio. Nobody can see that you've got a cheat sheet. Okay, good. (laughs) I shouldn't have fessed up. All right, you ready? Yes. Right, all right. Wow. 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 Scott, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we are going to uh, have momentarily be joined by Heather Latora. Let me tell you about Heather. Heather leads Marrakesh, which is a nonprofit in New Haven. She started there as a college intern 35 years ago. And she was offered an entry-level job, and upon graduation in 1986 from Southern Connecticut State University, where she got a BS and MS, she was then named President and CEO in 2014. She is known for her positive, can-do attitude. 
Juanita, we have another optimist here. <laughs> we need more of us. <laughs> hey, let me tell you all also about a little bit about Marrakesh, because Marrakesh is in New Haven, and, you know, we're kind of in our little Bridgeport, Fairfield County silo here. Marrakesh was founded in 1971 in New Haven through the efforts of two Yale students who believe that people with disabilities had the right to live and work in their communities. So they made it happen. Almost 50 years later, Marrakesh employs more than 750 of the most talented, caring, and dedicated people and supports more than 1,200 Connecticut residents with disabilities or who face other barriers in living and working in their communities. So um, welcome, Heather. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the Park City. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like the can-do attitude, but I can't sing. I was singing background off out of the room, but <laughs> off mic, yes, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, look, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you evolve, not just, but how did you like evolve as a person to become the leader of Marrakesh? And, and why, do you, why do you care about this thing that you care about? I know it's kind of a deep question, but. Very deep. But <laughs> when I was, um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and when I was very young, um, I tended to want to help people, and I loved it. And people said, oh, you're altruistic. I'm like, no, I'm very selfish because I love to help people. It makes me very happy. You guys could go to happy hour, and I'm just happy doing what I do. So that was always in me. And, um, you know, uh, when you're in Brooklyn, New York, they skip you through the grades. They're like, get out of our schools. Go go do what you got to do. Mm. So I was um, 16, 16 and figuring out what do I want to be when I grow up. I have to go to college. And then I was listening to my mom all the time. And she's like, you're going to go to Southern Connecticut State University because they have the best special ed program. I'm like, okay. So I packed up from Brooklyn and moved to Southern Connecticut State University. And I wanted to be the best special ed teacher in the world. That was my my, uh, goal there. And so one of my special ed teachers didn't think one of my papers was worthy of an A and um, gave me a B. And that was, that was the blessing that I had because I met her after class and said, I think you should reread this because it's really A material. And she said, Heather, why do you need an A? What's, what, is, what is going yeah. on? And I'm like, I want to be the best special ed teacher that there is. And she said, well, the way to do that then would be to volunteer and see where people with disabilities live and work because then you could teach to what's out there, and you could help them get to what their goals are. So that's what I did. I um, had to find an internship where I could learn about where people with disabilities live and work. And I was there's no such thing as cell phones, Ubers, anything like that. And I was here in I was in New Haven, and so I looked in the yellow pages, if you know what that is, and uh, found Marrakesh which was the closest human service agency to my dorm. And um, I called them up and said, could I do some internship there and learn about people with disabilities? They said, absolutely. And so, um, yep, 37 years ago, I started my internship at Marrakesh. And I was supposed to then teach, but I was like, wow. I was going into the community. I was visiting people who lived in institutions and saying, you want to live in the community that you that your family lives in? You want to work? You want a job? You Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. I love it. And you know, Heather, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York too. (laughs) So we have something else in common. (laughs) But tell us more about Marrakesh, what the priorities are, and how can people get involved? Well, we um, support anyone with a need, anybody that's out there. And our priority really is not to exclude anyone. So if there are people with needs and they can't they, there is no service or support out there for them. We make sure that we create it. We p- support people. Could, could you give a couple examples? Because we, we maybe understand the special needs need, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> learning skills, learning social skills, mm-hmm. and, and being able to maybe even learn how to have a relationship so that you can live not with your family, not right. with your parents. Right. That's a pretty classic. But what are, would there be examples of other needs? Oh, absolutely. So we found out a long time ago that to help people with developmental 
disabilities to live and work in their communities and be as independent as possible, that you develop an individual plan for them, that everything, mm. there is no one size fits all. So you really have to get to know the person and then support them. We found out that works for every single person that has a need. You find out what they need and you help them just like you do with your friends. So we um, are able to, um, when people do not fit into um, a specific service type, like a traditional group home for people with intellectual disabilities or a traditional work program for people with mental illness, sometimes they're, they're out of luck. They don't know where they're going. And so we could help them with um, finding, um, by asking questions and finding out what they need, we could develop it. And so we have, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say you, our dear listeners, are listening to uh, Heather Latora right now. Um, she is the president and CEO of Marrakesh up in New Haven. Continue on, Heather. I, just I was to going that. to say it's also so beautiful that you understand that people with disabilities have the same aspirations as people who don't. And it looks like you're just meeting that head on which is fabulous thank you so much this is what we this is what we live for the team of 700 people um at marrakesh and people and their families and guardians and neighbors they they totally get it as well for example we had a couple people that we support that have um developmental disabilities they wanted to have a baby they had a baby and some agencies would then say well we don't support young people you know you're out or you know maybe you can't do this we're like of course, that's what your dreams are. That's what you want. Let's help you support that. Mm. And now he turned four yesterday. Mm. So we're very excited for that. And um, yeah, so we have out of the box types of programs as well. For well, you, you still have the energy of a college intern. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very, uh, there's a lot of energy coming off Heather toward this cause. You could, you could feel it. Um, tell us, you know, uh, continuing on, with Juanita's question. So if people are listening and they're in the New Haven area or, you know, how could they get involved? Can they get involved with Marrakesh? This is where I bring my cheat sheet to. Okay. <laughs> I do have a list because every single person can be involved. If you embrace human potential, you could definitely be involved with Marrakesh. Um, we have, if you are looking for services for yourself or a loved one and you are finding doors closing on you, definitely give us a call. If you are an employer that are looking to hire, employ people with disabilities or with other similar needs, definitely give us a call. We will match you with the right person. Very cool. And internships as well. We, if you're looking to explore your own career potential and thinking, hey, Heather started as a program counselor at Marrakesh 36 years, and now she's the president and CEO. You'll find many, many employees at Marrakesh who actually graduated our Academy for Human Service training because they were unemployed and underemployed, and now they're running the organization. So look, look at yourself. If you own property or if you're a landlord, we're always looking for safe and affordable housing for people, and we help people with that as well. If you're looking for volunteer opportunities, you could serve on our board of directors. We're always, we have a volunteer board of directors who have terms that event, um, end eventually, unfortunately. You could advocate for us. You're, you're a citizen of Connecticut. You have representatives. If you think helping people with disabilities is important, then you should be helping us with your advocacy. I could hook you up with that as well. Um, we have quality of life um, activities. We have an annual ball. If you have a beautiful ball gown in your closet that you want to donate to someone to wear to that, that's great. Um, we have... Um, we have East Street Arts. I didn't even get into that, but we have a, a studio. If you have a, a wicker chair that it's not really wicker, a caned chair in your house that's broken, we're one of the only businesses in the state of Connecticut that fixes them. And it's people with disabilities, um, people with autism, people who have physical disabilities, and people, but really, they're artists and they could do this. And so we have something called East Street Arts, and you could also buy gifts and um, products for your own home. You could follow us on Facebook, always the great give is very important. Um, if you're a nonprofit and you want to collaborate with us, we have a lot of ways that you could collaborate. And also a good old-fashioned check in the mail works as well for us. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> that is... Uh... Well, That's you've given me so many opportunities. I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you. Now, um, you know, people who are listening, again, driving on 95 or, or having lunch... Um, Whatever you're doing right now in this uh, greater Bridgeport area, we have an event coming up on Wednesday. 
right in New Haven at Bear Smokehouse, and Heather Latour will be there. So if you want to come by, say hello. It's it's more of a friend raiser than a fundraiser. We're really there to invite people, have a party. A lot of the uh, Marrakesh staff will be there, so it'll be a lot of fun. Band Central will be playing, doing our radio hit show. But that would be a great opportunity if somebody wanted to have a chat with you, right? That would be wonderful if you join us. And it's good food. <laughs> so we'll have a lot of fun. You want to say any more about the event? Um, anything top of mind that, that I missed? Or? We have that event coming up. If it rains, it's the next day. Right. That's important. So Not going to rain this week. It's not. It's definitely not. No way. Never mind that. But just in case. Just in case. <laughs> so, um, yes, it is. It's a very fun event, and it's low-key, and um, you don't have to wear gowns or tuxes. You just come as you are and come Yeah, it's and a beer, us. smokehouse, jeans, yep. shorts, whatever. And, you know, looking out on the horizon, anything else important that you want to just put on the map for people to be aware of? Oh, yes. On November 3rd, it's Thursday after work, we are having a fundraiser at, at the Schubert Theater on stage. I've always wanted to be on stage, but I already told you about my singing ability. <laughs> so, But the Schubert Theater is, is uh, hosting our um, annual fundraiser, and we'd love to see you there as well. Well, great. Thank you, Heather. Um, we're going to be... Right back. We're, uh, Juanita is going to read our news of the benevolent section s- segment. But before she does, here's a little Graham Nash for you. Dateline Norwalk. Connecticut's three largest community foundations have joined forces to launch the Connecticut Urban Opportunity Collaborative. It's a first-of-its-kind collaboration by Fairfield County's Community Foundation, Hartford Foundation for Public Giving, and the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven. Our major focus is on supporting wealth and asset building in communities of color and expanding small business and entrepreneurial opportunities. In Danbury, we have an anonymous donor's generosity is making fresh produce accessible to Fairfield County residents through the Danbury Farmers Market Collaborative. Fairfield County's Community Foundation recently delivered $45,000 to the city center Danbury Farmers Market to build on the opportunity created by this anonymous donor. Hold on, Anita. Um, Juanita, Steve, she has maybe the best radio voice I've ever, I've ever heard. Do, are you picking up on this? Okay, go ahead, Juanita. After you retire, we'd, we'd like to get dibs over here at WPKN. But uh, <laughs> even a little voiceover work. Continue, Juanita. Okay, continues. okay. Dateline Norwalk. The Interfaith Refugee Resettlement Committee, Fairfield County's Community Foundation, and Housatonic Community College Foundation have partnered together to help Afghan refugees learn English through the Afghan Students Grant. Working together, these organizations are strengthening our community by making it possible for our newest members to succeed and thrive. And last but definitely not least, Dateline Bridgeport. Access to a quality education should not be dependent on a child's zip code or socioeconomic status. To this end, I want to make sure that you are aware that in August 2020, Fairfield County's Community Foundation partnered with the Fairfield County Business Collaborative for Education Equity to help reduce and eliminate educational disparities in the greater Bridgeport, Danbury, Norwalk, and Stamford regions. We have work to do, and I'm happy to report that progress is being made. Wow. 
That was really fantastic. That was our news of the benevolent, powered by Fairfield Candies Community Foundation. You might recognize this song. It's called The Secret of Life. Listen to that lyric. The Secret of Life is enjoying the passage of time. Um, the theme of today's show, in addition to talking with our wonderful guests, has been acceptance. You know, we, we're seeing some stuff going on around us. We got problems, we got issues, and we're working our way through that. You know, as Winita points out, one approach is, is be anchored in optimism and hope. And then the other part of it is we just have to learn how to enjoy the passage of time. And as, as James Taylor would say, um, we're kind of wrapping up in the next couple minutes here. Um, if you want to email me, I'm at uh, refried at optonline.net. Or you can uh, visit experiencebandcentral.com. I want to say thank you to... Uh, Audrey Neforis, Paula Murphy, and Andy Cadison from our team, and also our guests Heather Latora, Juanita James, and Scott White, and our ever-present fearless leader Steve D. Casanza, the general manager. Um, Scott, what was the what was the highlight for you of today? Any any kind of thoughts? Um, yeah, take, just um, yeah, hearing hearing the passion from both of you for for your specific causes as well as um the interest in in each other's causes it's uh it's it's nice and i learned stuff so yeah great and and, and i also learned that rob has a great radio voice as well he's a great host yeah i've been told i have a good face for radio <laughs> <laughs> um hey heather how about you any any uh thoughts is you know something you took away from today well, I did not faint, which was great. I stayed talking. And, uh, that was good. And uh, no, listening to the music, being part of music and love for for other people, and the thought of helping others is just amazing. I'm all overwhelmed by it. So that's a good point that you can be a shy person, but also just express your authentic passion. Like that really came through today. Your authentic passion for what you do. It was. Uh, I hope it came through the radio waves like it, it hit this uh, studio here. How about you, Juanita? I love the blend, the blend of the the topics. And you talked about the way you blend music and people from different um, musical types together and create something new. I love the fact that you blended us together today to create this exciting, fun um, inspiring experience and I needed that today because the last couple of days haven't been that great but today is a good one it's a good way to look forward you know and that's you know that's really it's a unique combination to have musicians as Scott said he's mostly on a festival circuit in the summer and playing in clubs and you know it's a certain world that we're in it's so nice to to talk to have music and purpose come together in this way and even to sensitize each other to, like you know, Juanita, we need to have a very rich artistic community. Yes. To make, to attract employers, to attract people to Connecticut. We want to make Connecticut be as cool as Austin, Texas, or whatever is on your mind, Denver, Colorado. And so we really do need artists, but we also need to lean into to helping our, our nonprofits. Absolutely. And it's really about the quality of life. Music, art, this makes the quality of life better for all of us. The secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. Well, our next show is going to be on Monday, July 25th, and we will have Christine Lai, who is the founder and executive director of SELF. Um, SELF is actually the Special Education Legal Fund. Pretty interesting, right? And we're also going to have Gabrielle Lakshmi and Tim Walsh, uh, musicians extraordinaire, local to Black Rock here. So uh, we hope you'll join us then. 